If you've ever wondered what your handwriting reveals about you, give this episode a listen. Welcome to Evolving Humans. I'm your host, Julia Marie, and this podcast is for visionary people like you who are exploring the true nature of reality and want to contribute to the global awakening. You seek to deepen the connection to your multidimensional self so that you can live a more conscious life. My guest today is a forensic handwriting examiner and is a recognized expert in the court system. Sheila Lowe is also an award-winning author who writes stories of psychological suspense to put ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. We're going to talk about all things handwriting today, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Evolving Human, Sheila. Good to be back with you. Could we start with an explanation of what handwriting analysis is? Well, handwriting reveals a lot about personality. And so handwriting analysis is personality assessment. There's actually two areas of handwriting that I work in. And one is that personality assessment. The other, where mostly where I work in the court system, is handwriting authentication. So those are two very separate areas. With handwriting authentication, I'm not doing anything about personality. But You're just trying to make sure that this writing sample was written by the person that it's purported to be written by. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Yes. With handwriting analysis for personality assessment, we're looking at things like your social style and your thinking style, your sense of organization, fears and defenses, and all kinds of things like that. They all show up in your handwriting. Well, that was going to be one of my other questions is <laughs> what can you learn about me? Hmm, I'm so glad I didn't send you a sample. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they all say. You know, the thing about it is handwriting really tells a lot of important information about you, but it can't tell everything. People are just too complex for that. So your secrets are safe. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you how did you end up doing handwriting analysis as your profession? Well, I started it and I started studying in high school when I was 17. And for about 10 years, I read every book I could get my hands on. And then after 10 years, I found there was a course I could take which I did, and eventually became certified. And so I sort of did it on the side as an avocation for a long time. And in 1985, I got my first business client. from. Uh, I had a, a friend in the profession who became ill and subsequently died, and she gave me this, this client. But in 1989, I got fired from my job. And I decided that would be the perfect time to go full time. And of course, the next day my car died and I had three young teenagers to bring up and some debt. But I had, I started my business then and that was 1989 and I'm still doing it. That's fascinating. 1989 is when they woke me up. So that was a big oh. year for people getting put on their life path, it seems. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was sudden and unexpected. And it was like, okay, this is the direction you need to go now. We're going to take away any opportunity you have to keep going on the pathway you're on. It sounds like <laughs> the same thing happened to you. 
And we, we share a sun sign, too. Mm-hmm. That's right. So uh, you did talk a little bit about what some of the things a good examiner can discern from a sample. What are some of the more, I guess, esoteric would be the only word. Are there any unusual things that can show up in a person's handwriting, like tendencies or something? I don't know why I'm thinking about serial killers or things like that. But Sure. And in, in, I have a, a book that I wrote a few years ago called Advanced Studies in Handwriting Analysis, and there is a chapter on serial killers. Oh, well. But the one that jumps to mind is the man who killed my daughter. Oh, she, yeah, she had brought me his handwriting. He wanted to know what it said about him. And it had some disturbing red flags. Well, the thing about handwriting is it shows who the person is at the time they write. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we have different writing styles at different times. Yep. But it's who they are right then. And it shows potential for behavior. But it's not a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. I couldn't look at that writing and say, this guy's going to be a murderer. He's going to kill my daughter. but. I did see a tendency for explosive behavior and certainly for authoritarian behavior. Controlling. Yeah. I mean, he was in law enforcement. It was part of his job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was there. And also physiological states show up many times in handwriting. And in his, I saw signs that he'd had a head injury and I asked him about it. And he said, yes, he said, I was hitting the head so hard I was almost blinded. So that showed up in his handwriting. So anything, major things wrong with the body can show up in your handwriting? Yes. That's you can't, I mean, I'm not going to diagnose. I'm I know, doctor, I know. You're, but, yes, but, I get it. But I could say, you know, it looks like there's something in the middle body, maybe in the stomach area that you might want to get checked out mm-hmm. or um, possibly... Many times I've seen signs of a broken ankle or a problem with with the legs. Wow! So yeah, and like in I have a I have a whole lecture on on this topic, and one of the examples that I show is the progression of cancer in a woman who you know it's her her handwriting when she was first diagnosed up until the time that she died. Oh, and all the changes in her writing. Now, I know that as we age, our handwriting often changes. So that would also be reflective of the changes in the body. It may. It depends. Some some really elderly people are still strong and dynamic, and their handwriting doesn't change. Probably most of us, it does. So how much of a sample do you need to make a good assessment? The perfect sample is on an eight and a half by 11, like a piece of printer paper, you know, Mm -hmm. copy paper. And the more you write, the better it is because thing, when you start out writing your sample, if you're writing for the purpose of analysis, you're going to try and be neat and make an impression. But by, if you keep going by the end of the page or a second page, you're going to be writing more naturally. And so that's going to show me more of who you are. Or it doesn't have to be written for those purposes. As because I've been doing this for more than 50 years, I can take a piece of, you know, a small scrap of paper and get some things. But the more writing there is, the more accurate I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that would make sense. 
is it possible to change anything in my life if I intentionally work on changing my handwriting? Well, one of the books that I've written is called Graphotherapy. Oh, well. uh, it's about changing your handwriting to change things that you don't like. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that in the, but there, but I felt like I wanted to ask that question. Like, okay, if yeah. my handwriting reflects who I am now, mm-hmm. can I change who I am now by changing my handwriting? You like, can, no, but it's not yeah. going to, the exercises in the book are not going to make you somebody that you're not. They're just yes. going to bring out, you know, Qualities. aspects. Yeah. And it would be for things like, um, if you emotional release, for example, if you feel, too uptight, or if you need to be more organized, things like that. All of those things are very handy. And it's it's a matter of doing what we call form drawings. You don't change your handwriting. You do these drawings, different forms, like one would look like um, a row of large E's that you would Right. And you could, you don't even have to do it on a paper. You can do it in the air with your finger. Oh, like our copybook exercises when exactly. we first learned cursive writing in school. That's what I'm seeing. Yes. That's exactly the what they are to music. And it, it's, there's not a specific music, but, but Baroque seems to be helpful for the brain, you know, Mozart. Yes. Or yep. And also, um, with that, you do, you know, like, 10 minutes of those exercises and you do a page of affirmations that help set, um, you know, in the cognition, it, it combines the music and the cognition and the movement of the handwriting to create new neural pathways in the brain. Yeah, yeah it would because you literally would be rewiring your brain as yeah. you did the, okay. Yeah. When you're doing the affirmations, you're, you know, Setting giving yourself your that positive yeah. message. Yes. So I know you've been involved in some famous cases over the years. Would you mind sharing a couple of those with us here? Um, usually that has to do with um, handwriting authentication. Yes. You know, like in exactly. the JonBenet Ramsey yes. case or uh, Clark Rockefeller. I testified in the Clark Rockefeller case. I don't know if you remember a few years, probably 10 years ago by now. He was arrested when he was uh, he had a custodial visit with his little daughter who was six or seven and he was accompanied by a social worker and he kidnapped the little girl off the street oh and yeah so they made a movie at least one movie about the whole case because he was going around he was a real con artist he was telling people that he was related to the rockefellers really Mm -hmm. He had started out as a German, a, a, a student. His real name was Carl Christian Gerhardt's writer. And he, he had many aliases like Christopher Chichester. And so I, the reason why I got involved, well, let me backtrack. So he got arrested. Finally, they found him after several days after he kidnapped his daughter because they were in a, they were in a divorce and his wife was um, very wealthy and she was going to take the little girl back to England where she lived. Mm-hmm. And he lived off this wife and he just, he was very, he was a stay at home dad and he was very attached to the little girl. So they found him. But in the meantime, they found out that he was a person of interest in a murder in California. Oh, that was God. in Boston. So yeah, there's a whole thing about that. So and, 
please go ahead and say how you how what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, this young couple had disappeared from the home where he rented a guest well he didn't rent he lived in a guest house that the mother owned and it was a big property here in San Marino California which used to be the most um you know in the wealthiest areas in California so the the couple John and Linda Sohas lived in the house with their mother with his mother and this guy calling himself Chris Chichester was living in the guest house they disappeared they said they were going to New York for a job and then they never came back but some of her friends at Linda's friends and relatives um got postcards from ostensibly from her saying we never made it to New York we you know we went to Paris something like that the question was did Linda actually write the notes the the postcards and several handwriting experts had said that um they said no she didn't I guess they thought that he wrote it Chichester and there's a the whole thing about how he got found out and escaped. So I looked at it and I thought no this writing is very different compared to the writing that they showed. And I I did this for a newspaper not for the courts at the for mm-hmm. the time. And so looking at the sample that they gave me it was very different in many ways and i asked for additional samples and they came up with more and as i started to look closer i said no she wrote it she definitely wrote it i found out later after i had testified that her friends and her family agreed that it was her handwriting there was no way he could have forged this writing and it it was consistent with her writing she was an artist and she had several different styles The thing is, several years after the disappearance, John's mother died of grief, I guess, and the house was sold and the new owners were digging a swimming pool and they found human remains of a, a man and it turned out to be they didn't have DNA at the time, it was in the 80s. And now they found out that it was his remains, but Linda was never found. And so the defense who wanted me to testify I said I don't want to testify I believe he's guilty but they said just tell the truth okay I can do that so their theory of the case was she had killed her husband and disappeared mhm so that was my fastest time on the witness stand the attorney that I was working for really didn't give me an opportunity to say much at all so when the district attorney got up he said so miss low you believe that Linda Sohas wrote these postcards. Yes. Do you know under the the circumstances under which they were written? No. And I'm thinking he could have had a gun to her head. Mhm. And so he said no more questions. And he was convicted and serving time now. Nobody ever knew what happened to Linda. Now you mentioned John Benet Ramsey. I remember that case. What was your part in that one? Well, that was also for the Denver Post. Okay. So I wasn't officially involved. Yeah. Yep. But they sent me all of the handwritings. They had copies of all of the handwritings that the police looked at. And it was interesting. I mean, they they did a really poor job of taking exemplars. There's a way of taking exemplars. You know, your the handwriting of people who are mm-hmm. suspects. And they didn't follow any protocol. 
especially with John Ramsey. They didn't ask him, I mean, at least not what from what I saw, they didn't ask him to do what they had Patsy Ramsey do, which was to write the note with right and left hand and dictate it so that they can't see what it looks like. And they just had him write out this little statement. And from what I saw, I, I felt that she, I, I didn't feel, it was my professional opinion. Mm-hmm. She did not write it, but that I could not see how they ruled him out. Oh, that's interesting. That she didn't write the note they found, but he couldn't be eliminated as the potential writer of that. That was my opinion okay. from what I saw. And, you know, it was a two and a half page note. There was a lot yes. of handwriting. Yeah. And as you said earlier, the longer the example, the more information you can glean from it. Yes. Fascinating stories. And personally, I think it's kind of cool that you can <laughs> do that kind of stuff. So if I want to know what my handwriting says about me, can I make an appointment with you for that? Well, it's not even a matter of making an appointment. It's very easy. You send me a sample and there's, there is um, instructions on my uh, SheilaLow.com website on how to prepare a good sample. Okay. And you mail it to me. Well, you'd have to email me for the address because uh, it's my home address mm-hmm. and um, send it to me with a check or other payment. Mm-hmm. And I do the analysis and email it back to you. So you have it and you can read it. And then if there are questions, we can talk about it. I just, just based on our brief conversation, there's so much a person could learn about themselves, especially if they're looking to improve their life or if they want to improve themselves in some way that that's a tool that might be being overlooked by a lot of people. Definitely. And if there are, you know, if, if you're having blocks, like why am I continuing to find myself in the same relationships or how come I can't find the perfect job? Why am I not doing well on the job? That kind of thing. Or why don't I get along with my mother? You know, all of those kinds of of questions can be answered with handwriting. That's, that's a perfect, perfect way to wrap this up and the perfect impetus to get people to maybe send you some samples and, (laughs) So, but before we close this conversation, the the website they would go to would be the SheilaLow.com for the handwriting analysis. Is that correct? That is correct. So, if there was one thing you could leave the listeners with around this whole topic that we've been talking about, what would that be? Um, just that if you are having problems in a certain area of your life, there are ways to get insight and to help. You don't have to just suffer. And this is one of the ways that you can um, gain that insight. That's brilliantly put. And thank you for sharing a valuable tool that I don't think many people would consider when they're exploring those kinds of challenges that you mentioned. That's true. And especially in the last probably 20 years when Handwriting has been taken out of schools. Children Mm -hmm. are not learning it. But now that train is starting to turn around and it's coming back. I I personally think that's a valuable 
it's a valuable tool. It, there's something yes. about writing, physically writing, that is, I guess it does things to the brain. Absolutely. And if, in fact, the research shows, and you can download a free white paper from the American, it's ahafhandwriting.org, the American Handwriting Analysis Foundation, of which I was president for 10 years until last year. We produced this white paper with over 80 peer-reviewed research papers showing how handwriting is so important to brain development in young children. And the research shows that typing on a computer or other uh, device is uh, lights up different areas of the brain. Handwriting lights up more areas and more complex areas of the brain and cursive writing even more so than printing. So it helps, it helps children and, and adults in learning and remembering spelling and all of those, you know, the three R's. It helps everything. I'm glad you mentioned that because that actually is probably the most important point we've made for the <laughs> entire discussion. I want to thank you once more for sharing your, your wisdom and your experience with my listeners. Thank you too. It's a great opportunity. I appreciate it. We've come to the end of our time once more, and I want to thank you for continuing to listen to Evolving Humans. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend so we can reach more people and bring more light to the world. And thank you for leaving listener questions on EvolvingHumansPodcast.com. I look forward to each and every one of them.